What's up, everybody? This is Ryan Staley, and you are listening to the Sales and Marketing Built Freedom Podcast, where we share with you the underground ninja skills and tactics the top sales and marketing leaders are using to create financial and lifestyle freedom. And the question that everybody is asking is, how do I create financial and lifestyle freedom for me? That is the question, and this show is the answer. Welcome, everybody. This is Ryan Staley, and I am here with the Sales and Marketing Built Freedom Podcast. I have a very special guest today, Victoria Kennedy. Victoria is the CEO and founder of Victorious PR, where she's actually able to grow a million-dollar run rate in four months without spending a dime on ads by leveraging her ninja skills from PR. Victoria, welcome. Happy to have you on. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And, I, and we were talking, we were chatting a little bit before we went on and uh, I was drilling her because I'm a little bit of a noob when it comes to PR. So, um, and for those of you that are watching, the one that I would like to say is we are not sitting in the same room, even though we have literally <laughs> the same exact paint color it looks like we're sitting <laughs> next to each other, but we do not. So anyways, Victoria, can you just give everyone a quick like background and understanding about who you are and how you got to be where you're at today? Absolutely. So I'm Victoria Kennedy. I guess you already know that. And my background is I'm actually an opera singer by trade. You know, so you don't see those growing on trees. But I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this podcast, if you're a digital marketer, you're free in marketing, you didn't wake up one morning as you were a child thinking, when I grow up, I want to make run Facebook ads, right? It's not like something that we perhaps want to do, right? But then we get into it and find out that it provides all this freedom and wonderful things. But we'll get into that a little later. So yeah, growing up, I wanted to be an opera singer. And so I did. And I was singing in castles and cathedrals. And here's the thing about being a singer. And if you're a musician and you're listening, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about right now. If you don't know how to establish a relationship with an editor, with a journalist, with a music producer, guess what? Nobody's mm-hmm. going to buy your music. You're going to literally be singing for your supper. So in uh, that way, I got really good at establishing these relationships, not knowing that what I was doing was PR. Didn't know mm-hmm. that, just knew that it was helping me in my music career. Well, I had to come back to America. Government didn't renew my visa. And I thought, oh my gosh, what do I do now? The thing was, I had zero skills outside of singing, right? I wasn't even qualified to run a cash register at McDonald's. So I thought, what the heck am I going to do with myself? And maybe if you're listening, you're a musician and maybe you feel like you're in a pivot as well, mm-hmm. obviously, or you're in a, you were in a job and now that job is no longer required because of COVID. And maybe you're stuck and listening to this and thinking, yeah, I don't know what my skills are. Well, that's okay because I was right there with you. Mm-hmm. All I did was decide, you know what? I'm going to change. I'm going to reinvent myself and I'm going to do something I've never done before, start a business. So I bought a course, you know, one of those uh, 997 courses, you know, I taught myself how to do Facebook ads for realtors and I went from zero to six figures in nine months nice. with zero paid ads and just going off organic and PR strategies again not knowing what that actually meant, just doing it. (laughs) Well, when COVID hit, I decided to go all in on PR because at this point, my real estate clients had left me, you know, they didn't want to put money into marketing. Mm -hmm. And I went back to what I knew worked. I went back to my ninja skill, which was PR. So I was able to get into the number one real estate publication in the world, be a contributor for the magazine. They asked me to be a brand ambassador. This is Inman News, by the way. And then they asked me to speak at their, on their stage to over 1,000 realtors. 
Now this happened nearly overnight. And a lot of marketers reached out to me and said, Victoria, how are you doing this? Can you do this for me? So I decided to start my own business because my true ninja skill, my true calling in life is connections, is relationships. Mm -hmm. And from someone who's been in the spotlight my whole life, it's really nice now to be able to shine the light on someone else. That's fantastic. Yeah. So opera singer to Facebook ads course to real estate to doing your own. That's, that's an awesome progression. So going back, I want to hear a little more about the opera singer. We, we didn't get a chance to chat about that. So um, you, we don't have to go crazy on it because I know we want to stay on, on task, but this experiences like that shape people. So what would you say is like the number one skill that you acquired through all that time of singing and practicing to kind of get you to the point for business, I guess you could say. I would say, and I, oh, how do I say this? Stepping into the role of someone that I want to be that I'm not yet. Okay. That has been the number one superpower. When you're on stage, if you're acting in an opera, whatever it is, you become someone else right? If this person is confident, all of a sudden you're acting confident. Are you a confident person? Well, maybe it depends on, you know, how you, what side of the bed you wake up that morning, <laughs> you know, maybe not. But when you step on stage, you inhibit a, a different personality. Like you inhabit a different personality. You're somebody different. Mm-hmm. So when I first started, while I was able to go from zero to six figures in nine months, when I first, first started was mm-hmm. because I was able to go into a role and act like I knew what I was doing, even though I didn't yet. And that skill has been a really big superpower for me because there's many things that I just try. I don't know if I'm going to be good at it, but I trust myself and I become this role of someone who does know what they're doing because there's three things that I know to be true for myself as well as for you who are listening to it. Let's say you get a a job of someone gives you a Facebook ads job or you just start a new job or maybe you're thinking about pivoting right now during this time and you want to start your own business doing something. There are three things that are true. One of them is that even if you don't know how to do it, do you trust yourself that you can figure it out? Yes, that is true. If you don't know how to do it, do you know somebody on a Facebook group or a friend who has done it that could help you out? Yes, that is true. Mm -hmm. And do you know that you're not going to stop until you figure out how to do it? Yes, you know that is true. If those three three things are true, then nothing can stop you. And so that has been my superpower from stage, bringing that into my real life and realizing that the whole world is just a stage as Shakespeare said, and I just inhibit the role, whatever it requires of me. I like that. I love, I don't like that. I love that. I think that that might be the clip from the episode that we share on uh, social. Like I, I, like, I feel like I'm sitting with Tony Robbins here. I love the, uh, the simplicity and the execution on that. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And, and like here, and the reason why that resonates with me, I, I could say is like, that used to be one of my biggest fears is like, I haven't done it before. Like, even though I did stuff that was really, really hard to do and like challenging and complex, I would, you know, that would be a default trigger that people are like, I haven't done this before, but I love how you frame that up. And I might, I might butcher this, right? Do you trust yourself? Do you know someone? And then what was the third one? I'm sorry. You're unstoppable. Like you do whatever it takes to make it. Yeah. That you can make it happen and you make it a reality. And I, I think that's an awesome mindset to have. And it's no wonder why you got the results that you did. So congrats to you. Thank um, you. So, so let's take this up. So how, let's get it, let's shift gears a little bit and go into the, the PR aspect of it. So what would you say is the number one way that anyone listening to this, that 
you, the listener, could grow your revenue from PR. Yeah, that's the great thing that I'd love to talk about. So a lot of people, when they think PR, one, they don't know what that means. And I'll tell you, that's okay. That's a common misconception. I didn't know what it means and I was doing it. It it stands for public relations. And so that's a fancy word for relationships with people. That's a fancy word for establishing yourself as an industry leader, as the number one authority in your niche. That's what that means. Why is it important? It's important because let's say you're making, you know, 20K a month in your agency and right, you're, you're somebody and you're doing well and you have all these competitors who are also doing 20 or 50 or 100. How do you stand out? How do you become different? It's through the magic of PR. It's establishing that brand authority. You know, why do you, why do people go to McDonald's and they go to their local John's Burgers? Because McDonald's has the branding, even though John's Burgers is better. He actually, John is back there actually making it. He knows where the meat is from. You know, John puts his heart and soul into it, but you don't go to John's Burgers, do you? No, you go to McDonald's. Why? Because of the brand, even though they're, maybe they don't even have the best hamburgers. We know they don't. It's the branding. And when you're getting to that level, guys, when you're competing against other people who are making the same or more than you, how are you going to stand out? That's why PR is so important. They're going to choose you. In this day and age, we live in the age of disinformation. People Mm -hmm. don't know who to trust. So they're looking online about who to trust. And if they don't see you, then they don't trust you. If the only thing they see is your website of you tuning your own horn and a couple of testimonials, which people think that you can fake anyway, then they're not going to trust you. You have to do something different. You have to get a third party validation saying how wonderful you are in order to have trust in the marketplace. That's great. I like that. So when you're, when you're talking about that, like how would you stack that, you know, in terms of of building credibility, let's say it's, it's someone who's trying to build their business or even from a personal branding perspective, like um, how, like say it's a revenue leader, how could you leverage that? And like, how would you approach it if you were sitting in their shoes? Yeah. Well, one, I, I would like you to realize that this is not advertisement. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, they think, oh, am I just going to like make the same money if I, if I put it in for ads? Let me give you an example between advertisement and publicity so that you can see the difference in real life. Advertisement is, let's say you put $10,000 into Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Guess what? At the end of the month, you have zero. You have nothing to show for it. Whatever leads you got, whatever closings you got, that's it. You're done. Goodbye. Your money is over. Never, Facebook is never giving you a refund. It's never coming back. You put the same amount of money in PR, that's going to work for you for years and years and years to come. It's legacy building. You can use those logos you've gotten and put them on every single bit of publicity of advertisement for the rest of your career, right? You only need to get into Forbes once and you can use that logo on every article on every branding and your signature in your ads on everything you can keep on using it and reusing it and repurposing it so that you come across as that brand and that authority it's the gift that keeps on giving you can add it to your pitch decks you know this way and it lives online forever it doesn't go away press does never goes away what you're building is legacy and so what i'd like you to think of is this isn't a quick flash in the pan if you're a flash in the pan kind of business owner then pr is not for you You're not an industry leader and you don't deserve to be seen as the number one authority in your niche. I'm sorry, but that's true. Go spend your money on ads if that's all you want is a quick dollar. But for those people who actually see their business as a business and you see yourself having longevity and a legacy in your business, then 
PR is something you need right away. Building that foundation now is going to help you years and years to come. Because when people research, you know, best digital marketing agencies and they see your competitor, that's not good. They need to see you first and foremost. That's how you get market share and you become the monopoly and the McDonald's of your niche. Yeah, I love that breakdown, you know? So it's got me kind of thinking though, like, there's been kind of a dichotomy lately where people are, are buying more from people instead of brands, right? And they're, they're migrating more towards like the individual versus like the company logo, right? <laughs> so like, have you seen that resonate or like in your space, like how, how has that been affected or how do you, what's your view of that in the, in the kind of PR world when it comes to that? Yeah, I love that. Thank you for bringing that up because that's one of my most favorite things is bringing humanity back to business. And this is why if you're a digital marketer or a small business owner, this has never been a better time because people, as you said, are turning away from corporations. They don't want that. They see it as untrue and and disingenuine. Mm -hmm. They want to do business with people, which is why PR is so important. You're building that brand of being a genuine person. You're letting people know who you are. One of the things I teach my clients is a thing called an 80-20 rule. When you're posting on social media, people think, oh, I need to post all the time about business. No, 80-20, of the time, we want to see you. Who are you? We want to see the pictures of your dogs. We want to see the funny memes. We want to see pictures of the food. I mean, we want to connect with you on a human level. Only 20% of the time should you be posting about business. You know, people want to connect with human beings. Don't forget bring your vulnerability, bring your humanity into your business. Part of the things that we do in my company is not only do we get you like, you know, articles, but we make sure podcasts are a part of that as well. Because again, I want to give you the opportunity so people can hear you speak about your product. And two, we do profile pieces because it's not just important to be like why your company is amazing, but who's the person behind the company? Who are you? People care now more than ever about the person who's created this company and why, why do you care so much about creating your business? Mm -hmm. Those are the stories that resonate with people and why people will choose to do business with you. Yeah, that's great. And I think the way you're executing on it sounds fantastic because I could, I mean, I, I could tell you just the differential from once I started publishing more to, I mean, I, I had the same results before as I did you know, once I started being more purposeful in terms of putting myself out there and creating content and, and it's, it's still got a lot of work to do. Right. It's still like (laughs) always a work in progress. Right. But like my results didn't change, but the way that people viewed me did um, in a quicker way, I guess, like they would still understand, like based if they got a chance to talk to me and stuff like that. But, but yeah, so I can see the power of that, you know, um, Let's take it up a couple notches. So like to get a little bit deeper and I'm, I'm thinking here, I'm processing on the fly or trying to, trying to throw you a curveball or something like that, but which is pro- probably not going to be successful. You can't throw me a curveball. I've played softball for seven years growing <laughs> up. <laughs> I'm a lefty. So I was first base because you know, that's the thing. And so I've had a lot of balls thrown at my head and fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm tougher than I look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this, like, I guess, like, let's say, yeah, let's get it out. Let's say we're talking about, and I want to take take down two scenarios, right? Because we have two different listener types that are that are checking this out. And so let's take let's talk about it more from the individual perspective first, right? So I am, let's say, someone in the corporate world, in the sales world, it could be 
a revenue leader, could even be a chief marketing officer, someone of, of that perspective. Um, we're a sales rep. Like, how would you approach PR? Like, if you're starting from scratch now. You so you want to start your own business? Not your own business, just like for your own personal brand to like show how you what you've done, how you've helped people. Like, how would you approach that from scratch? And then I want to go to the business owner next. And okay. So kind of look at it from like two perspectives. So I want to be incredibly real with you because I am the most honest person because you need to be honest in the world of PR because a lot of people will lie to you <laughs> and tell you everything you want to hear. And, oh, you're great and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in being truthful. So I'm going to be very truthful with you. If you're listening to this, this is going to hurt. This is a Band-Aid. And I'm about to rip it off right now. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. All right. So here we go. Uh, PR is not for your ego. Mm -hmm. PR is not, it should not be. And a lot of people treat it like that. I get so many requests of, can I just get verified? Do you have a business? No, I'm an influencer, but I just really want to be verified. Or I really want press for myself. Do you have an offer? No, I don't have an offer, but I just think it would be really cool. Don't come to me. Don't talk to me. I'm not in the business of building people's ego because guys, PR and life is about what you can give to others. I'm in the business of relationship building and providing real value to the marketplace. If you're not providing value to the marketplace, besides like a pretty picture on YouTube, Instagram, then I know I'm sorry, but give room for people who are actually providing real value. What I do are thought leadership pieces. What do you have to say? That's important. What do you have to say to give back to the world? Because if it's only about you, 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 one, you're not going to be fulfilled as a person. Two, that's very boring. Nobody's going to want to do business with you. And three, you give me nothing. I have no fodder to use. I have no thought leadership pieces because you don't have thoughts. You know, don't, it's not about yourself. The moment you start thinking about others and have a business that brings up others, then we can do something and we can have articles written about you. But until then, it's not about you and get your ego out of it. Um, and I wasn't looking at it more from the influencer perspective. I was talking like the non-entrepreneur space, right? So like someone who wants to eventually move into that, but they know they need to crawl, walk before they start running. So any, anything that you would, you would recommend there? And I'm not saying necessarily work with you, but I'm just saying in general as like a tip for something to start going down that path or preparing to go down that path. And I think well, I know what you're saying. You but. know, if I had a nine to five or, you know, a, a sales job, I'd be very happy to not have to post all the time and have a brand because I'm telling you right now, you're lucky you don't have a brand if you don't have a brand because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to cultivate a brand because here's the thing you need to realize. A brand is one sliver of you. What you mm -hmm. see online is one sliver, one carefully cultivated sliver of myself. That is a brand. A brand cannot be all encompassing. And I'm as vulnerable and as honest as I possibly can be. But at the end of the day, I know that people will never see all of me because I'm cultivating a brand. Mm -hmm. So if you are a CMO or you're a sales representative and you think, do I need a brand? Be lucky that you don't need one yet. You know, uh, be lucky that you get to just express your entire self or not post for a week and be fine. But when you have a brand, you are a leader and people are looking at you for leadership. They're looking at you for consistent content. You know, if, if you don't post, if you're used to posting every week valuable content and you miss a week, you better believe people are going to be sending you messages saying, hey, wh where's the video? I was expecting the content and I, I come to rely on your words of wisdom. Why haven't you been posting? It's a big responsibility. Being a leader is a huge responsibility, but one of the best things we could possibly do in the entire world because mm -hmm. nothing makes you happier and gives you more well-being in life than giving back to others. 
So what I would say, if you don't have a business yet, but you're thinking about that, first thing to start with PR is finding a way to give back and providing value. Don't worry about the looks or the colors or anything. Just provide about being that person that provides consistent value. If you're a sales guy, maybe do weekly tips where you talk about sales tips, you know, or go into Facebook groups and provide value about commenting on things. You don't even need a brand. You don't need colors. You don't need anything else. I would tell a normal business besides value, because then when you're ready to start whatever company or whatever thing you want to do, people already know you as a marketplace as someone who provides real value. Okay. I like that. All right. So take, take you to the next step. Now we're going to switch gears here. We're going to the business owner and they want you, they want to blow up their company. They're at a million in revenue. How do they, how do they do that? Leveraging someone like you? Yeah. Well, first things first, most businesses, if they're at a million dollars, you know, they have their branding somewhat sorted, right? They have the profile funnel, you know, they, they have the color scheme, they have the logo. They're pretty much like, I kind of know what I'm doing. I just need a little help now. So the first thing I do is a brand uh, analysis. So brand strategy, I do an audit of their Facebook, their website, everything and kind of tear it apart as you can tell but I do it in their best interest because I want them to shine and I want them to express what their brand is to their people make sure that it makes sense a lot of brands try to say a lot of different things one thing people come to you for one thing you know when you think of coca-cola you think of coke right you don't think of like anything else you don't think of sprite even though they have sprite Coca-Cola company, you think of Coca-Cola, right? So that's important. You can have other offers, but you should be known for one thing. Now, how do you do that? With the PR, we construct your brand story, okay? It's important to not have a story all over the place. I'm sure you have many stories to tell. Most people do, and that's amazing. And a lot of uh, business owners that I talk to, they may think, oh, Victoria, my story is this. This is my story. And then I actually talk to them and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Your story is actually this. This is what people want to hear. And typically it's that part of you where you think you're the most vulnerable. So nobody wants to hear that part. But honestly, that's what people connect with the most is that vulnerability. Just like we talked about before, it's the businesses becoming human beings. That's what people relate to. So what I do is put together like a 12 publication package to really set my clients up for industry leadership. And if you're a business owner, you can set something up. But in the same way, you want to do a mixture of podcasts, thought leadership pieces, and profile pieces. So no matter how people consume content, they're going to find you. That's great. So give me an example of like some of the publication types that, that you look at or you work at, work with, I should say. It really depends on the client and where they're at. Like, for example, if they're a brand new business owner, I'm not going to pitch them to my Forbes connections, right? They're just starting. One of the things I do across the board is I get my clients into industry-specific publications. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my clients are marketers. And marketers can mean a lot of different things, right? We have real estate marketing, mortgage, you know, dog training, marketing, coaching, all across the spectrum, which is fun for me. You may think, you know, oh, do you niche? Yes, I, I have some. Obviously, I'm the real estate background. However, I love finding new connections. For example, one of my clients is uh, a food. He has Greek food in Los Angeles. We were able to get him on the top podcast for food uh, reviewers in the nation, as well as local Los Angeles, um, like reviewing food magazines in their local papers. So we were able to do a two-prong approach for local as well as national. Nice. So we do, and not only that, like we have one client who's mortgage, mortgage marketing. We were able to get him into the number one uh, mortgage news publication in the United States, which is National Mortgage News. And so it's things like that that people don't often think about. A lot of entrepreneurs, they think, 
I want to be in Forbes an entrepreneur. Yeah, but you're serving mortgage loan officers who don't even know what Entrepreneur Magazine is. So that's an ego thing. Again, we got to track, check our egos at the door and realize what's in the best interest of our clients and what's going to make us the most ROI. Remind you, PR is not a vanity metric. It's really going to help us establish ourselves as the industry leader so we can help more people in our space. Oh, yeah. And I'm a firm believer in what you're talking about because there's companies I work with that do the same thing. They're like, we want to work with Fortune 100 companies and sell to them. And sometimes like, I'll be like, well, you could do that, but the sales process is going to take two years and your margins are going to be 10% of what they normally are because there's so much competition and your likelihood of winning is, you know, X. But like, if you, like you're saying, you get really hyper-specific on the vertical and, you know, the, the exact kind of focus area, like you're doing on the PR side, I've seen it work wonders on the sales side too, when you take the ego out of it. Because everybody wants to like get the biggest and the best, right? Yes. Just because it sounds good. But um, there's ways where you can get 10 times okay. further if you just are smarter with it. Yeah. yeah. And that's why you work with a professional because I, I don't, I'm not talking, you know, if you're listening to this, I don't mean to sound, you know, be on you. I just want what's in your best interest. And sometimes we don't know what's in our best interest. Right. Sometimes like most people, when they think of PR, they really only think of Forbes and entrepreneur having to post. They really just think that's it. And so as a professional, please let me tell you that if you are a marketer and you service real estate agents or you service, you know, solar or small businesses, I'd love you to put yourself in their shoes and think, what does my audience read? What are they listening to? Those are the things that you want to go after. If you're interested in getting your own PR, think about if you're a real estate agent, what publications are you reading and what podcasts are you listening to? And then pitch those because you have something valuable to say to real estate agents, you know, marketing better than they do. So you have a better chance of even getting into those publications because you know more than them. And it'll serve your bottom line way better because your clientele is actually listening to it and they're going to see you as an authority. Well, yeah, it's the right person, right? So the conversion rate is going to go through the roof if you're just talking to the right person in the space. One, one area I didn't hear you mention, Victoria, that I just kind of popped in my head as we're talking is what about communities? Do you target like any kind of communities with your PR function? Have you done that or seen anything work in that area? So I work with some individual agents and then we'll do hyper-local press, which actually works really, really well for agents that are just like, I'm in Seattle. One of our agents, we had an agent in Seattle and we were able to get him on his local PBS channel. To oh, see, okay, cool. which is amazing, which was huge for him. And he goes after luxury Seattle uh, market, which was really, really big for him. So things like that, that people don't think about thinking outside the box, it's a lot easier to get in your local paper than it is for a national one. So start local guys. And by starting local, that'll open up the doors to get you in national. Uh-huh. I love it. Okay. So we're, we're almost coming up on time. So I got what I call is my three to thrive. Right. And I always look at based on the three core principles of the only ways you can grow a business. And so I like to see, I always ask my guests like, Hey, how can we apply your ninja skill to this to grow revenue? Right? So I'm going to run you through these and, and um, just see what would you say is the number one way to leverage PR to get new customers? The number one way to leverage PR to get more customers is to be in the right publications that your customers are actually reading. Because one of, couple of things are gonna happen. One, you're only showing it to your ideal clients. Two, it's free. It's literally free. All you have to do is pitch the right editors, have the right story, 
and you have free press, right? Three, there is no selling involved. The article has already sold you. They're already sold on you. You are featured in their favorite publication talking about their niche. If they take the time to contact you after that, the selling is done. They see you as an authority. They see you as a leader. Sold. Sold. So that's the number one way. Find out where your niche is hanging out and the selling will be done. They'll be coming to you begging to work with you. I know this because it happens to me all the time and it happens to my clients. Excellent. Reminds me, I've, I've written a few articles that I was in publications. I'm like, I probably should put those on my profile. Like I don't have those up there. Yes. So, uh, so <laughs> that's a good reminder. A little yeah. gap that I had in my game. Okay. How do you leverage PR to get customers to spend more money with you? Oh, that's a great question. Yes. This is the best question because if you've been featured in publications, especially ones that they know, like, and trust, Mm -hmm. you definitely have the credibility to charge more, right? So let's say um, you got into Inman News, number one real estate publication in the world, right? And you're pitching real estate agents. Let's say you were charging 2,500. Now you can charge 3,000 per month and they're not going to bat an eye because if they say, oh, well, Johnny down the street, doing something similar and he's charging 2,500 say, I'm sorry, was Johnny in Inman news? Was Johnny, you know, verified by the number one real estate publication in the world. Go ahead and try Johnny. No, no knock to Johnny, but all I've seen on Johnny's website are, you know, some testimonials that may or may not just be his friends. But for us, you can actually go to the rap magazine and see that they've trusted us and called us lead generation experts. Who are you going to go with? Who do you think they're going to go with? They're going to go with you. You have that credibility now that you get to charge more because you've been on these places. You're on a higher platform than everyone else and you can charge more. Yeah, no, I think that's solid. I love that. And then the uh, last but not least, so we got more customers, right? And then we got more revenue per customer. What about the third one, which is increase the frequency in which customers buy from you? Ooh, I love that one. Just be on more press and not only be on more press, but leverage the press that you have to get more customers. So a lot of people think, let's say you've, you've been on a podcast or, you know, a a big Mm -hmm. podcast and you post it once and you get a lot of reviews and you get a lot of people messaging you on Facebook. Like that was amazing. And then it dries up and they think, Oh, well, that's it. And you know, I can't get anything out of it. No, just because you know, you've posted it and you know, you've been on that podcast doesn't mean that your clientele does. You would be surprised. I'm doing a TEDx talk, right. And in two weeks, I posted about it. And I post about it like once a week and people are still like, wow, you're doing it. And to me, it's like, oh, I'm so tired of saying it. Like, don't people already know? But no, because when you're on social media, you get new fans all the time. You get new people following you all the time. Don't be afraid to repurpose that content. If you posted last month, you were in a podcast, post it again because a new batch of eyes are going to see it. Don't be afraid to repurpose your content. Or if you're on a podcast, take different little bits of it, little speaking bits, mm-hmm. and use different videos from that podcast as repurposed material. You know, there's so many different ways you can repurpose it. Don't be afraid to keep on using the content you have. Excellent. All right, Victoria, we are up on time, but I want, I know you put something together special for, for you, the listener. So can you just walk through that and let people know where they can find you, how they can get some more Victoria? 
Yes, Ryan. Well, I made a special guide for Ryan's listeners, and I encourage you to download it. It's completely free. It's to help you guys out. It is a five-step guide into getting into top publications. So if you want to learn how to do that, go ahead and download the guide absolutely free. That is my gift for you. And if you want to find out more about me and my business, you can go to victoriouspr.com, Victorious, Plan Victoria. Uh, and But most of the importantly, I would just like to tell you, I'm in the business of relationships. I love human to human connections. I don't like to go through like a form of like, fill out this form to contact me. Like, no, I'm a human being. You know, guys, find me on Facebook, find me on Instagram, find me on Twitter, send me a message, say, hey, Victoria, I heard you on Ryan's podcast. You know, if you have a question, anything I can do to help you, I'm very happy to do that. I'm a human being and I love, I'd love to connect with you. That's awesome. And I appreciate you uh, being warm and welcoming, giving that free resource. It means a lot. So it was awesome having you on today. I love like, it's so funny because like when I have guests on, I never know what direction we're going to go and you did not disappoint. So thank you very much, lady. Thank you for having me, Ryan. (laughs) Thank you for spending the time with me today. I know that time is one of the most valuable resources. So I truly honor and appreciate you coming along this journey with me. One of the things that I wanna ask you is if you really truly enjoyed this and know someone that this can make an impact on, please share this episode with them. If you're on a journey for financial and lifestyle freedom, it is always exponentially better if we're building a tribe with like-minded people who are on the same journey. In addition, I have an amazing PDF for you that could be career changing in terms of the content. Essentially what it is are the top 10 questions that every big customer is asking behind closed doors that no one is telling you about. I'll put a link for it in the show notes. So check it out. It's my free gift for you for being a part of this launch and being a part of this journey with me. And I hope to see you soon.